one-on-one with the three candidates in the by-election for Exploits Ward on Halibut Council. I'm Glenn Wheeler, and this is Big Mom Matters, a podcast about Mi'kmaq people, politics, land, and water. This is episode 198. Thanks for your support via email transfer, mi'kmaq.matters at gmail.com, or via patreon.com. the election for Halibut Council took place last month, there were no candidates from Exports Ward in central Newfoundland. Now, there's a by-election and we have three candidates, Charlene Comden, David House, and Toby Penny. We talked to them about the challenges facing the Big Mac community in central Newfoundland. On the one hand, there's neglect from the Halibut band and lack of presence from the central vice chief and war councillor. There's also secrecy in community organizations and a reluctance to give control over to younger band members. Here's our conversation with the three candidates in Exploits Ward. Welcome to another Mi'kmaq Matters special presentation. I'm Glenn Wheeler, and I have with me the three candidates running in the Exploits by-election in the, for the Halibut Council. Last month, we had the elections for Halibu Council, and there were no candidates from Exploits. Now we have three, and uh, we have the three of them with us today. And I, uh, I guess the other thing to note is that Exploits will be the only ward that will have three candidates for a ward position. So um, a, double, a double irony there. Uh, so I'm going to introduce our candidates uh, in the order they will appear on the ballot. Uh, we have Charlene Comden. Hi, Charlene. Hey, Glenn. Nice to see you again. You uh, as well. We have uh, David House. Hey, David. Hi, how are you? Good. And we have Toby Penny. Uh, hey. Hi, Toby. Um, now, let me uh, just go around briefly and introduce uh, you. Charlene, you're from, um, you're from White Bay. You grew up in, um, in Jackson's Arm, went to school in Sop's Arm. And um, if Terry Green is listening, um, uh, we have a resource for you, Terry, in terms of uh, reaching the Sobsarm part of your ward, which is part of the Benoist Cove ward, oddly enough, uh, even though it is White Bay, one of the quirks of, uh, of the Halibut map. And uh, David, you're from uh, the other river. The other right, from St. Albans. St. Albans. And uh, St. Albans is uh, one of the list of uh, uh, Halibut communities in the agreement in principle, one of the 67. But I think many people will be surprised to know that uh, St. Albans, so close to Miobigag, to the reserve down there, is actually part of uh, Halibut. So what is, what is like that for you? I guess you seem more connected to Miobigag, even though you're a member of Halibut. Right, correct, because I guess everything's so close, the reserve is close, um, you know, uh, for activities or anything that we need regards to reserve-wise, it's close. 
Yes. You know, during a distance in kilometers, I think uh, probably 40 kilometers. That's by road. If I go by boat, it's about two minutes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and uh, Toby, you're uh, like um, Charlene, you're in Grand Falls, Windsor at the moment. Um, are you Are you from, uh, I think you might have, uh, uh, I might have seen online that uh, you have a Cornerbrook connection also. Yeah, I, I'm born and raised in Cornerbrook, but uh, I spent a fair bit of my time around uh, Summerside, Irish Town, with uh, my family and growing up around the Heights, go Homer Heights. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, nice to have you all uh, have, have you with us today. Uh, introduce you to the voters uh, in exploits. Uh, voters will have a chance starting, I think it's November 24th to cast a ballot until December 2nd in the same way as we did in the general Halbu election. So Charlene, I think many of us will know you uh, from the two Mauiomis that happened in your area some years ago, uh, successful Mauiomis, um, uh, but uh, they stopped after the second one. So um, uh, uh, what can you tell us about uh, why they stopped and will there be others, do you think? Glenn, that's one of the things that I, I've certainly discussed with um, a lot of people here in the exploits board. I did have a discussion with Chief Mitchell as well, and he's committed to helping the exploits ward bring the Maui Ome back. The, the, Maui, the Maui Ome happened for two years straight. Uh, we kind of ran out of volunteers. We exhausted everybody in the planning. At the end of the Mauiomi, everybody, um, we're, we're operating with a skeleton crew. We we're operating with maybe five, six people in the last Mauiomi. Uh, so, so that's what happened. The volunteers got exhausted, and that happens a lot of time with volunteer positions. Uh, but I, I think it's time for it to come back and to expand as a region, to expand as the exploits region. It doesn't necessarily have to be held in Grand Falls, Windsor. The reason why it was held here was um, it was collaboration of the Exploits Valley community or the Exploits Aboriginal community group and a dream of Bob Young. And we made it happen for Bob. That was the reason why the first one happened. Um, so... Even if I don't get in as ward counselor, I've already committed to Chief Mitchell that I will be that person to host a community meeting to hopefully reinstate and awaken the Maui Omi again. Does it have to be scheduled for Grand Falls, Windsor? Not necessarily. If we if if we people want it in Badger, we'll have it in Badger. It can be a rotational event that happens within the exploits region. Now, David, uh, you're, as you mentioned, down in St. Albans. And I wonder, um, being so far from Cornerbrook, where uh, Halibu HQ is, um, and where most of the meetings take place, I wonder uh, if that's a disadvantage for you uh, geographically. Do you feel a little bit disconnected from... Uh, the overall uh, Halibut scene, uh, a bit of an outsider, I guess, in your own band. Do you feel like that sometimes? Uh, yes, uh, I guess not only myself, but, um, you know, a number of people from Beta Sphere feel like that, uh, you know, where everything's so far away, we feel like that we're lift out of some of the programs that that is offered. And so that's why 
like I said, I'm running today, not only for Beta Spare, but there's other communities, like I said, that are isolated as much as I am, such as Millertown, and they're further off. Um, you know, really needs to, you know, focus somehow on trying to bring these programs to the youth, our seniors. Uh, there's a lot out there that they don't know that's available to them. And so I think by, it's not in a disadvantage for me because for me, I can travel to Cornbrook, I can travel to Millertown or Grand Falls. It's not a big deal for me. But for a lot of the people in the Bay of area, it is. And they need uh, some representation um, to try and, uh, I don't know, bring those programs to them. Um, like I was asked a few times about uh, healthcare. Uh, there's a lot of them don't even know that they can qualify for some of these programs for healthcare. Um, you know, they, I don't think they know where to call or what to do in that situation. So there's healthcare benefits, then there's the youth for education again. Um, there's a lot of youth that, that's uh, going to school right now that didn't even go in under Halibut, which they could have. And so there's a loss there for them in regards to that. So for myself, I'm not only there for Beta Spare, but for the whole exploit sport, um, including like Millertown, Badger, Grand Falls, Windsor, there's Norris Arm, uh, all of these communities. Hmm. Now, Toby, um, you're currently you're living in, uh, in Grand Falls, Windsor. I see that um, you're involved in a business called Pineclad Foraging, um, which Pine is a major, hills, yeah. Pineclad Hills. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and uh, it uh, what I saw online is that you and your uh, business partner there collect um, uh, medicines, natural plants uh, and um, both, uh, uh, I guess, sell and educate people about what's out there in our in our natural environment that they might not know about. Um, uh, that's part of our, our Mi'kmaq culture. What tell us about a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, it's a, a hobby business that literally sprung out of um, both of our love of just nature. You know, uh, my buddy Mark, I always joke on our, our excursions that he's the science guy. He can spit off like the Latin, like anything. And I'm in the corner, like, you know, speaking just, you know, normal English and trying to learn Mi'kmaq words for the plants and that. And we, uh, you know, everything kind of... Uh, I guess started for us is that we should, we were just sharing knowledge back and forth on stuff. And we just got this common love and we were hiking all the time. And when we would come in, we always come in with something or some of that learn something new, or I would go to a medicine walk and come back and say, Hey, we can eat this on the trail. So we don't have to bring cookies anymore. And just, you know, it just kind of kept, um, you know, increasing our interest in that. And so I started doing a lot more of a deep dive on uh, traditional medicines and their uses. And when I say like uh, a deep dive, I mean, it's not, it's not enough just to know, Hey, I can use this plant, but actually how do you process this plant to, to actually to use it properly without, you know, making yourself or others sick and that. And, you know, we started with teas, but then it just, you know, we started doing mushrooms and more plant ID and the people asked us, you know, wanting to do foraging walks. So we started doing that. And like I said, it just kind of turned into its own little thing. Uh, it's, it's a 
hobby of love that I love sharing. Mm. Right. And it just so happens that, you know, it's a part of me and it's a part of our culture. And I just, you know, I just love it. (laughs) Charlene, uh, if you were elected uh, counselor, you would be the fourth woman on council, which is four times as many women as we had on the last council. Um, So it's not, it's not gender parity yet, but uh, we're headed in the right direction. Um, do you think uh, is uh, is gender balance on council having uh, the appropriate number of women? Is that merely like a nice thing, or is it more significant and more important uh, in your view? Um, I, I, I think it's gender balance is important and it's very significant to me. Um, Toby and I were just chatting about this actually about 20 minutes ago in my driveway. (laughs) Oddly enough, um, my entire life I've worked in male-dominated industries. So I know how it feels to be be the only woman in the room as Odell Pike was when she was sitting on council. So I think that gender balance is very important. Um, In one of my flyers, I I note that being an Indigenous female, I don't see as a barrier. I see it more or less as a learning curve in life, and it helps me grow as a person. But I most definitely see that gender balance is needed on the council. Hmm. Yeah, I like to add to that, too. Like, I mean, traditionally, um, if you don't know, well, I'll let you know now, is that women in our culture are truly the historians. They carry our stories. They teach us our songs from birth. Uh, they're our biggest supporters. They're our biggest uh, voices. Uh, the, the women that have been in Central here for over 30, 40 years, you know, if it wasn't for them supporting me and teaching me our language and our songs and our traditions, I wouldn't be where I'm to today. And I, you know, and so I agree with Charlene. It's like, you know, traditionally, we've always respected women and I'm surprised that we haven't had more women on the council from the get-go to be completely honest. So thumbs up. (laughs) Um, David, you're uh, uh, down uh, on the South coast there, uh, St. Albans, uh, as you say. Um, And uh, uh, the Halibut presence down there is, uh, is pretty thin. Well, would that be a, a drawback for you if you were on council would you feel would there be a steep learning curve uh knowing the the ins and outs of what's going on i suppose even getting to the council meeting would be uh assuming they are in cornerbrook as they have have as they have been would be uh a challenge for you especially in the winter you have to drive that uh what is it two hours to the trans canada and then turn right. left uh, <laughs> that's right so um how how would you how would you manage that you know, for me, like I've always said, I, I'm into construction and uh, I'm also into the tourism industry. Uh, so with me for getting around, like I said, I've driven, driven through, I don't know, lots of weather. So weather for me is not an issue. If there was a council meetings, uh, that would not be an issue for me because I would always uh, consider going either the night before or the day before, whatever the case may be, to make sure I'm there for those meetings because I think it's important to be there for those meetings, regardless of where we're to, whether uh, I'm in Grand Falls or St. Albans. I think it's very important to be there because... Yeah, 
you know, by sitting into on a meeting, you're getting the ins and outs and you're able to bring it back to people and to give them a general idea of what's happening, what's going on and what's out there for them. Well, be uh, in um, central we've uh, people have made the observation that there is uh, an engagement issue. Uh, between um, members and Halibut out there, of course, uh, and exploits. Uh, we didn't have a candidate in the election. Um, just going through the election results, it did seem, and this is not a scientific uh, statistical survey, but it seemed that uh, participation in um, the wards out there was not as uh, high as in some of the other wards. Um, uh, do you agree there's an engagement issue and what, and what do you think it is? Why is it that uh, people are not more tuned into Halibu stuff in that area? Toby, you've been part of the uh, Exploits Aboriginal Community Group, I think, one of the groups in that area. Uh, and, yeah. and we have um, Speltech or Splect, depending on your pronunciation. Speltech, uh, yeah. Uh, and um, I guess we don't, its status is a bit uh, unclear, um, uh, but what, uh, what, the two, what do the two of you think uh, about uh, the engagement issue in, in Central? Well, I can say it wasn't like that all the time. I mean, I, I, I've said before that, you know, there's been groups here for 30, 40 years, and there was a time right up until uh, I know uh, our first Maori only. I mean, I, I was with Charlene when we were working on that first Maori only and that there was, the, you know, the buzz and energy was all there, but it did suddenly just kind of dry up. And it, it's really hard to say why that is. I wish, I, you know, if, if anyone got answers, I'd love to say it, but I think uh, a lot of it is, is that, um, you know, we really, a lot of people that have come out to me is like, we feel like we haven't been, uh, we haven't been heard. We haven't been like, you know, properly uh, looked at as the way we should be. I you know we, this is a very deep area full of deep, rich history. Um, and, you know, we we're here, we're waving our arms. We want support. We need boots on the ground. With, as, as Charlene said before, like, you know, our, a lot of our biggest issues is trying to give volunteers um, I spend a lot of my time supporting other groups. So I know like I, I've been in Badger, you know, here in Grand Falls, Norris Arm, Botwood, Peterview, uh, Twillingate. Um, I, I, I've been down around Beta Spear, not quite to St. Helms that for different things. <laughs> and, you know, it, the thing is like, you know, people are calling, wanting, wanting support and help. And, you know, so it falls down to like the grassroots things, those who have drums or knowledge, we're, we're desperate to try to get out to these areas and stuff, but it, it is difficult, uh, especially when, you know, you know, we don't have like little communities don't have the little support networks that we feel like we should. And that's where I feel like Halibut should be stepping up, um, you know, and, and this is not like I'm, I, I not one to try to boast myself, but I'm a founder uh, of the Exploits Average Community Group. And the reason why that started is because, you know, I had support from people. I went looking to try to figure out to learn songs. I didn't have a drum. I was clapping. I was clapping in the background like a gospel church trying to learn songs and fumble over phonetics and that. And I had the support of the ladies there. And it wasn't until Halibut kind of had another program to give me the confidence and actually gave me a, a drum for starting a group in there. And that was the only time I ever seen Halibut step up for like trying to get a community group going. I haven't seen none of that spread out beyond, you know, uh, that one little clinic. So, you know, I think a lot of it is that, you know, 
with that lack of representation, we people just kind of lost interest in a lot of stuff, a lot of our heritage, and this has become disenchanted because we've had 10, 12 years of the same thing and nothing seems to change. Like, where is our support? Where is our network? What do you think, Charlene? Uh, I know that when you had the Maoyomis, a lot of people from elsewhere came in to help people from um, uh, Bay St. George and other places. So I guess um, there are there are resources. Um, I suppose, oddly enough, people, uh, things might have faded with uh, the creation of Halibu. Maybe when Halibu started, people thought that, well, Halibu was going to be all the end all and maybe some of the uh, community stuff kind of withered with the uh, arrival of, of Halibu. Do you think that could be part of the problem here? I see a disconnect on various different levels. Um, there's always a conversation happening. Uh, there was a conversation between Toby and I this afternoon. Um, but we also have to understand that, I mean, we're op- Halibu is operating with nine wards our ward geographically is large, and, and that's the same impact that we're seeing all over. But we're running from Green Bay, Brighton, Triton area into St. Albans, uh, Costa Bays region, Mooresville, Bay to Spear, down to Point Leamington, leading Tickles. So ge- geographically, we are sparsed, uh, but there are ways to engage those people. Uh, that's one of the things that's causing one of the disconnects. Um Another thing that may have caused a disconnect with Halibu and the members of Exploits is lack of visibility from the ward councillor. The ward councillors and the voice chief uh, previous were not engaging community members. Uh, That was a big thing. And that's a big thing that's on my agenda is to engage members right from Green Bay to the Coast Bays, down leading Tickles, uh, Balkans. I've actually reached out to the majority of those towns already and spoke with members in in those towns and communities, because without community, the ban doesn't exist. We have to refer back to our grassroots people um, and our Indigenous community, which we did when we planned the Maui Omi. We brought in the knowledge keepers and the people that hold ceremony from um, all over Newfoundland, especially the Bay St. George region, and they were happy to share. But um, I'm going to put it out there because that's who I am and there's no back doors. And Toby knows where I'm going with this. Um, There's a lot of selectiveness happening. And last night, somebody sent me a message and it was a lady here in the community. I said, what do you think is lacking here in the community between the engagement of the members in Halibut? She said selectiveness and secretiveness. And what she means by that is control. There's been the same control for too many years. And when the younger generation try to come in and to help make change, um, and bring new things here, people get upset. We're upsetting the apple cart. They think we're trying to take control over what has been done in the past, but that's not exactly what's happening. We're trying to help create a path for the next seven generations. That was Charlene Comden, David House, and Toby Penny, the three candidates in the by-election for Exploits Ward on Halibut Council. You can see the complete interview on our Facebook page.
And that's it for the program. Allison Baker is the producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for the latest Mi'kmaq news and views. I'm Glenn Wheeler. I'm Sutnokamon.